A lot of marketers say that content is king and producing consistent, regular and plentiful content that educates and entertains and hopefully brings value to your audience is how we build trust and eventually hopefully grow our businesses. Today, I want to delve into the system that I've created for how we turn this podcast, the Systemizer Success podcast, into multiple streams of content across multiple channels and all without my involvement. I'm going to share the apps, the AI, and the frameworks that I've created in order to do this to get the maximum amount of impact from the minimum amount of work. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day and this is Systemize Your Success. Okay, so if I roll back to when I first started doing sort of content marketing, which is putting out stuff of value in the hope that people will find it interesting, they'll engage with what we do, you'll grow an audience, and then you, you can offer those people something of even more value, which they're willing to give you that hard-earned cash for. That's the theory anyway. The problem was that it was taking me so long to get content out there that it meant that it was sporadic and it didn't really have any cadence to it. There was no regularity. There was no repurposing. It was like I do a post here, I'd write something here, I do a video there, do a live over here. It was all a bit here and there, hit and miss, and no real structure or plan to it. Now, as the years rolled on, I grew a small team and then got them to help me out doing stuff. And after a while, we started systemizing the hell out of everything we did. And we since used some cool apps and AI and technology to make that process more efficient. But a lot of the actual productivity hikes and the time savings have come from the actual way that we go about this. And I've picked up things along the way, listening to brilliant influencers, Russell Bronson, Alex Hormozy, Rob Moore, for example, all prolific content producers, and Neil Patel for another one, and Pat Flynn, another one of my uh, favorites. All these people produce regularly produce huge amounts of content, but they're not sat there doing this every all, all day, every day. They have a method to their madness. And I've adapted what I've learned from them into what I call my content machine. And today I want to talk through how that process works, some of the mistakes I've made along the way, and some of the things that I've think have been big wins and how you can adapt those into your content marketing to hopefully produce some better content more easily and yeah without you having to spend hours and hours uh, constantly thinking up new stuff that you're going to do so one of the key things or one of the questions I get asked is about you know how do you know what you're going to talk about next what is it you're going to talk about on your systemize your success podcast and the way I do this is that I think about things that interest me that also I know have been of value when I've shared them to our clients. And often these come from our training sessions or the coaching sessions or the mentorship sessions I have with my clients. They're all absolutely brilliant pools of potential topics I can talk about. If somebody asks me a question on one of my coaching sessions, it's 
very likely that other people are going to have that same question, that same challenge, and they would benefit from hearing the answer. So often a lot of the frameworks I create and the, the solutions I provide our clients have come from those questions that have been asked. And therefore, the same thing happens with our content. So it's not like sit here and think of brand new content to share with you on this podcast. It's the challenges and the problems that have come to me that I've fixed and now I'm sharing it with you. So that's the easiest way to, for me, I believe, to create content. And the other thing is a bit like this. It's like when I figured out how to do something that I used to think was a challenge and I think, you know what, if I used to think it was difficult and now I don't find it difficult, then other people are on different stages in that journey. And so maybe they would benefit from learning the same thing. And the last thing I like to talk about is apps because that's something that interests me and it's something that seems to be something that interests other people. And so actually just picking an app at random that we use uh, every day in our business um, and actually sh talking about the pros and cons of it or how we use it or some of the things we've learned has always been a successful way. So whatever you are doing in your business, those three techniques hopefully will give you an endless supply of content. If you're problem solving problems within your own business and you haven't had clients directly you solve problems for, then the same goes. If you're having the problems in the business, other people probably have. So the ideas shouldn't be an issue. And I think in the early days, I used to really struggle to think about a long list of, of things I was going to talk about and plan ahead and everything. And yet there is some merit to having a plan and having you know a few episodes in the bank, so to speak. But those episodes, the ideas of those episodes, come and fits and starts for me. So I don't force it and sit there and say on a Monday morning, you know, the first month I'm going to come with 10 episodes. The idea to the episodes come as they come. And one day I may have an idea for five episodes and the next two weeks, nothing. So they go into a task management app where I store them in a project called post or blog or podcast ideas. And that's where they live until I get around to actually producing it. And on that note, that's an old name for the project, but I'll talk about it today because it's really significant. I used to write blogs. I used to write emails. I used to create live videos. And I used to create, a, like when they started, the podcast video stroke audio as well. Those for me were, were different things that I did. And the difference between then and now is that I produce one piece of content that gets turned into all that other stuff. Therefore, I'm minimizing the work that I need to do in terms of what thinking about what I'm going to talk about, going through it in my head and planning it out or making notes, whatever, and to actually then produce lots of different pieces of content in different mediums that will attract and be useful or be um, of value to different types of people. Because people are in all different ways. Some people like listening, some people like watching, some people like reading, some people like seeing images, whatever. And so we all know this, but often we forget or we don't actually utilize all of those learning styles. And so we actually, some people miss the point of what we're trying to say because it won't be in a, a medium that they like. So for example, this video will go out onto YouTube. It will go out into our email blog and sorry, emails, and it will also get turned into a blog. I'm going to talk about exactly how we do that as we go through. One of the big, big time savers that I've learned over the years, not just for me, but for my team, is about the way in which I record these um, episodes. Now, whether this is going out really, really live, or whether it's actually being pre-recorded, and I'll hold my hands up, this is going to, this is being pre-recorded right now, even though it's actually going out as a live. And that is also a brilliant time-saving technique. It allows me to actually schedule when 
I want to record my videos, even though they go out as being live, and that puts the ball into my court. So I'm now not fixed to be doing something at the same time every week, because when it comes to the algorithms for many of these apps and these channels, consistency is king. And so if you consistently put stuff out on the same time every week or every day, the algorithm likes that. It's like when you have a TV show and you put the TV show out on a Tuesday afternoon at four o'clock or like neighbors used to be when I was a kid, used to go out at the same time every day after school. If they start changing that randomly, people wouldn't know when to watch it. And so it'd be really hard to actually keep up with what was going and people would get bored and they'd just switch off. And the algorithms in most of these apps like that consistency too. But the nature of my work and my job and having a young family means that it's not always convenient for me to sit down in a quiet space. Like today, for example, my son is off nursery because he's poorly. He's thankfully my wife's here looking after him today. But if she wasn't here, it would be me. And I can't record a podcast with my with my uh, 16 month old son running around in the background. It would be total chaos. And so doing it this way gives the power back to me to record it when it's convenient for me. And it also allows me to, you know, if it totally screws up, I can hit stop. But actually, one of the biggest productivity things you can do is pretend it's live even when it's not. And even when you do screw up a little bit and you make mistakes, as you'll hear me doing time and time again in my episodes, I just keep going. You know, unless I make an absolute mess of it and I think, look, you know what, that just made no sense. I'm just going to confuse the hell out of people if I release that. Then, yeah, maybe I'll hit, you know, stop and start again. But I try to keep that to an absolute minimum. The other massive time saver that we've we've done over the years is by doing it this way and believing or recording them as lives means that the editing afterwards is then reduced to an absolute minimum. So the main body of every episode I ever record does not get edited unless as I've totally screwed up. And actually, in those cases, as I said, I normally stop and start again because I don't want my team to be wasting time editing stuff, trying to think about you know, which bits are good and which bits are bad. I want them just to be able to get it out there, you know, top and tail it with my intro, my outro, you know, maybe equalize the the sound if there's an interview. But that's about it, really. And that's the way that I produce them. I don't over edit them. I could take out all the ums and the ahs. And there's actually AI apps that will do that for you in a second now anyway. But I don't make that many of those uh, 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 actually when I listen back to it, sometimes I do when I'm probably a bit tired or whatever, but generally speaking, so I just don't bother. I just put it out as, you know, this is me, take it or leave it. You like it or hate it, you know, and then, and then I just basically get on with it. So that's been a big, big time saver for the team. The other massive time saver, probably the biggest of everything is that when you're doing uh, onto social media, things like TikTok or reels or shorts, your YouTube shorts, then you have to then condense whatever it is you want to say down into a 60 second video. And what we used to do was used to take my, you know, 10, 15, 20 minute video, whatever it was that I used to record for, for this live podcast. And we used to then, or my, my team would then go through and basically stick this into an app called Descript, which is a brilliant app, by the way, for doing this exact one I'm going to just, just say to you. But there's also a caveat to this, which is what I'm explaining now. So we used to put the whole video into Descript it would then transcribe the video and then my team would then edit the transcript to get it down to uh, to a minute long not really mind if it's chopping and jumping in the video itself as long as the audio sounded good because that's the way that actually those shorts are often done when you look at the big influencers often they'll jump from one frame to the next and they'll miss out bits or whatever but they've got nice audio as in the transcript is good 
the subtitles will be bold and they'll be sticking out there and they'll make sense. So as long as you're actually following along with what they're saying and you're not mind that the video jumps around a bit, then you actually get a good one minute piece of video. The problem was producing something like that, even using a brilliant app like Descript, which cut the production time probably by 50% from using a classic video editing and like listening through and then trying to remember or piece it all together, which is a nightmare. Um, even using like cool apps like that, it still took up to like two hours to produce a one minute clip in, in its entirety. And that's a lot of time. We want to produce a minimum of you know, five of those clips per week. And actually we would love to do even more of that. And when I grow the capacity of the team, we will. But two hours per clip just seemed a bit excessive. And so I learned a great tip from Alex Hormozzi recently when I was watching, I said I was reading his book, $100 million leads actually. And in that book, he talks about, or one of his books anyway, sorry. Uh, in, in one of his books, <clears throat> he talks about how he does the, his content production. And it's actually really clever. He basically records the video like I am now. And then immediately after I hit stop on this long video, this will be, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, something like that. I'm going to sit down and while it's fresh in my mind, I've already done the work. I've you know put this out there. I'm just going to literally sit there and direct a camera, record one, two, three, four, whatever, however many I can think of, like 55 second clips or 30 second clips. And those clips will be unedited again and used as my reels, as my shorts, and as my, uh, you know, the, the, the short form videos that go out onto all the platforms that require that, that one minute max or whatever it is that you actually need for whatever platform you're doing it on. That has saved my team a huge amount of time and also produces often more concise and just better delivery because you think about what it is you're gonna say. And again, you record these as if they were live, so you don't you know, leave there to be editing and messing around with afterwards. You want that to be a clean video to make it as easy as possible for your team to produce the content afterwards. This also reduces the bar to entry massively on the skill sets needed to actually produce your videos because you're not expecting people to be video editors in order to, for them to actually repurpose the content because the repurposing in itself for the video anyway is done by you in the production stage rather than the post-production, if that makes sense. So it actually makes the whole thing a hell of a lot easier and it's only a few extra minutes work for you. So that's probably the biggest tip with regards to how we actually produce content now. And then when we, uh, once those videos have been recorded, the, the long one anyway, we put that into actually, as I'm doing now, I'm actually recording this live into my Restream app. There are other apps out there, but Restream um, is an app which allows you to basically either live or like I'm doing pre-recorded, you can upload recorded videos to it as well. But I'm recording the video into the app. And then at a later date, I can then schedule this as a live to be able to then go out to all the different channels I want. And it can stream simultaneously to multiple channels. So I can go to my Facebook group, my community, to my Facebook page, to my LinkedIn, to my uh, YouTube, to my Instagram, or whatever it is I want to put this and do it simultaneously without with just doing that one event. It goes out to all those channels and therefore maximizing the reach of every single piece of content I produce with absolutely no additional effort. Then obviously we get the little videos afterwards and then we do stuff to them. And that's what we do to them afterwards I'm going to cover in a second. This long form video though, 
This is the key to the content repurposing machine, because this is the one with all of your insights and knowledge, and hopefully it's structured in a relatively logical way. And so therefore, you can then produce some pretty cool things with very minimal effort these days. There's a few apps that we use, and you know, you'll have to have a check out. I don't know what the prices are of some of these things. We've lifetime, de lifetime deals on pretty much all this kind of stuff because we get in early. So a little side tip have a check out of AppZumo or Dealify. They often have lifetime deals of new apps as they're launching. And it's worth just having a look at the reviews and the five-star reviews of, of apps that fit a niche or something you, you are going to do, pretty much guarantee you're going to do in the future. It's worth bagging them while they're, while they're in their infancy for these lifetime deals because sometimes they end up costing hundreds, if not thousands of dollars a month, and you get them for free forevermore. So it's definitely worth having a few, having a quick look at that once a month, just to see what's out there. And we've had some really good stuff. So a couple of the ones we're going to talk about today, actually pretty much all the ones we're going to talk about today, I've got on those deals. So you have to find you know apps that are available now if you're unable to get those lifetime deals, or just pay for them because they're pretty good. So we take that long form video, and we, we stick it into, first of all, an app called Cast Magic. And that then will produce our show notes. It'll produce email copy, both short and long form. It'll actually uh, give us all of the talking points, the questions that are asked. It'll give us the key moments. And so it basically does all that hard work that used to be quite a time-consuming job to do. It used to take quite a few hours from each episode to do that. And it'll do that to about a 90% standard pretty quick. I mean, almost pretty quick instantly because it's AI. And so from that, we just sense check it, maybe tweak it a bit. Maybe it just got the wrong end of the stick or emphasized the wrong points. So there's sometimes a little bit of editing to be done afterwards, but you know, minimal compared to what, what we used to have to do because we don't have to write anything from scratch. And often actually, you know, you need a copywriter or if you're, you know, if, you have, if you're a smaller business than yourself, just get good at understanding copy. So you can actually just edit these uh, and get them done. So I typically spend, if I'm doing this myself, um, if, the, if the team you know, need my help on input or something, it'll only take about 10 or 15 minutes to actually just go through and create all of these things, all the emails, everything, just by sort of pointing out. Now, that's not quite what I was trying to say here. Just tweak this little bit. So it's that sort of input that's sometimes needed um, uh, from you, the business owner, or if you've got a really good copywriter, they can actually do that as well. The second app we use, uh, which we only really started, just started using. So I'm not actually sure if I've officially published anything from it yet, but I've been using it and testing it and seeing, you know, whether we're going to go for it or not. But it is actually pretty good. It's an app called Blogify. And it turns your videos from YouTube, or you can upload them like we do, and it turns them into a blog. Now, again, it's not 100%. And there are some limitations. So what we do is we get that Blogify output, which actually, because this is a podcast, and I talk about, hey, welcome to Systemize Yourself podcast and whatever, it sometimes will describe as, you know, in Steve Day's latest podcast episode, I don't want that as a blog. The blog, I want it to be a standalone piece of content delivering value on a topic by answering certain questions or by sharing value. I don't want it to be related directly to my blog in the words. I might link it to my blog. So I'll do internal links on our site. So I actually get for the SEO and also to bring people to the live version of the content. But I want to have it as a standalone piece. So Blogify is good. And, and it does actually create a pretty well-written, um, it's not verbatim by any means, not a transcript. It's a new piece of content based on the transcript that it transcribes automatically for you. But then what we do is we take that output and put that into ChatGPT. And through some prompting, we then get it to 
convert that into the style that we want. And ChatGPT, the paid version anyway, you can actually set up your own style criteria now and your, your prompts are applied to everything. So you can actually create quite a, a good framework that it will then use to then actually reword the stuff that you put into it without having to reprompt it every single time. So we take the output from some of these things, put it through ChatGPT to turn that into something more in line with our style guide and our brand guidelines. And then that's what we then use. So again, it's not using a copywriter per se, it's using someone with a savviness to be able to see what looks good and what looks bad, utilizing um, AI to tweak it as much as we can, and then finally just doing some top level edits just to make sure that it sort of makes sense and, uh, and you know, on, on brand. And the final, the other thing that's great though about things like Blogify is that they produce all the keywords, all the metadata, and they they'll write pretty well, pretty good SEO content out the bag, which means that that a lot of that can basically then that work is done for you again, saving you a lot of time. And you can always create use that blog and then use something like ChatGPT, or you can then use other AI to actually turn that blog into all of your short posts to promote the blog. And that's the other thing, actually, sorry, Cast Magic does, is it produces your copy for your post as well to promote the episode. So by utilizing a combination of these things and feeding things back into each other, you can actually very rapidly produce a lot of content that allows you to then um, promote the main piece of content, so the video or the blog, for example, and the blog was written from the video, if you remember. So I've then created one piece of, of pillar content I've created another another piece of pillar content as in my blog from that. And the AI has created all the promotional emails and the, the posts and everything from that as well. And actually, the emails we write, we do some long form emails, which in effect are blog posts, which we could then repurpose, which easily could be repurposed as blogs as well. So there's lots of ways you can use this content that comes out to actually just give people different ways of absorbing the value that you're giving them, if you like. Um, once those things are also oh, once we've got all the posts ready to schedule, so the blog posts will go out, for example, the podcast will go out, the YouTube will go out, and now we want to actually you know, promote those across social media. So we use short form little snippets, we'll use teasers, uh, and then we'll basically, and these are all from the AI apps, and we put those out across social media. And then we get, I get my team or I have my comms assistant to actually monitor all of the notifications in my social media apps. And you can use, there are tools which allow you to pull this all together. But the idea is you want a human to be there. And there are, again, you can get AI to do this, but currently I don't like that because I'm worried about uh, Facebook banning me because it has, when I've messed around a long time ago and tried to automate some of the stuff with um, my Facebook groups and about messaging people, I actually got banned off Facebook and had to uh, appeal it and I got it back in it's fine because they don't allow you to use automation tools that's one of the things they, they want it to be human I'm not saying it can't be done I'm just saying that if you've not got the time to do it right it can be risky so I actually get a human to to actually watch my notifications and when someone comments on a post I get them to jump in and reply with a question so I get them to use like an ACA framework so acknowledge compliment and ask which is taken from Alex Hall Mosey's book 
hundred million dollar leads. And I'll get them to you know, compliment on the question if it's appropriate. So to acknowledge the question, compliment them if, if it's appropriate. So maybe there's something on their blog or they've they've uh, posted recently or whatever, something about something about just to just to everyone likes a compliment, so just to compliment them. And then we ask them a leading question, not a leading question, sorry, wrong word. Ask them a question that leads them towards us. So if we, for example, help small business owners to remove themselves from the data running of their business. I want to know something about their business to see, you know, would they be a good fit from either getting some free content from us, from joining our podcast, or from actually having a call with us and finding out if we if they're a good fit to come on our academy. And so by asking them a question related to the post that's being put out there, that's actually asking them, you know, about their business, their do they use a virtual assistant, for example? Do they have a team? How much involvement have they got the day to day running their business? then it's relevant to the post because that's why I talk about all that stuff. And it's also then bumping because we're putting the question on there. It bumps that social media post to the top of the, 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 the group or the thread or whatever it is. And also by asking them a question, they will hopefully reply and then rebump it, which feeds back into the algorithm. And then our staff will then come in and ask another question. And so the idea is to get these posts that are going out there to be seen by as many people as possible. And to do that, we need to play into the algorithm by producing interesting content that people comment on, that other people comment on, that people ask questions on and comment again. And the longer people spend on those the reading or digesting or watching the videos, the better the algorithm thinks that piece of content is and it'll show it to more and more people. So this is an essential step in actually getting value or getting the biggest reach from the hard work you put in in producing your content. And I hold my hands up. I'm not a massive expert at this. This isn't something that, uh, you know, if you look at some of my posts, I do talk awfully. But it's when we do this right and we really get it nailed, it makes a big, big difference. And so um, this is something that, you know, I am focusing in 2000, this is recording 2023, 2024 is going to be the year that I create this, this system to absolutely nail this because we're producing a lot of content. Our repurposing is absolutely nailed now. We're getting the content out there professionally. I love what we're doing. And now we're going to then massively increase the reach. And so watch this, watch this post, watch this space, and I'll share more about how we do that going forward in the future. Okay, so that's the the, the theory of how we're actually going to bump these posts once we've done all the hard work to get out there. And um, the the key thing, the key takeaways from this are I, is that you're going to produce, or the way we do it, actually, so the way I do it is to produce a single piece of pillar content in my chosen medium. Video, in my opinion, is by far the best because you can then create whatever you want from it. And there are lots of ways you can put videos out onto the internet, which get good engagement. People watch the whole video if you produce it well with some nice subtitles, et cetera, like mentioned before, which we add in Descript. You can also have things like B-roll, and there's actually new AI, AI, AI apps coming out that will do subtitles and B-roll pretty much automatically. You just go through in a few clicks, and you've actually got some nice B-roll in. If you don't know what B-roll is, B-roll is like adding images over your video or little videos or GIFs. So basically keep keep that engagement up. And it's that side of stuff that we're really focusing on in 2024 going forward, that and the engagement kind of things. So you produce your pillar content, you 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 get it ready for the channel you're, you're going to put it out onto. You use your AI to actually create all the copy for it, to actually create your 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 
long form posts and your emails from that video content. And then you put it out there using, oh, I forgot to mention one app, a scheduling app. So we use an app called Story Chief to schedule all of our content across everywhere that goes out. The only place I think we don't do this, if I remember, is on my personal profile. I think my team still do that manually because Story Chief couldn't connect to my, or can't connect to my personal profile. So that's one thing to look out for when you're looking at scheduling apps. See if you can find one that actually connects to your personal profile as well, because that would be another little time saver. Um, but what that allows us, the team to do as well, is like once a week, schedule all of the posts for that entire week, and then it's done. And then if that person goes off sick or whatever, it doesn't matter. The posts go out scheduled as we intended them to for that entire week, or you can do it as, as far ahead as you want. And so, so having an app for your scheduling means things go out more consistently. And you can link that to things like RSS feeds and put it into email uh, automation tools and all the rest of it as well. Cool. So once the content's out there, it's scheduled, it goes out. We got a team to then bump it up by asking um, like good questions, by engaging in conversation, and therefore hopefully we're getting the most amount of eyes possible onto all the content we produce. We're producing the most piece of content from, from the minimum amount of work and I'm minimizing by being savvy about the way I record those videos, both the long and the short form, by recording them in a specific way as if they were live, it means there's very little editing to do, which massively speeds up production and it's very little extra work for you. Yep, it might take you a few weeks to start getting into the hang of it and about actually just going for it and not stopping and actually recording. You know, we're now on 28 minutes here of me just talking at the camera and actually not breaking and not having a pause and, you know, and, and just like going for it. And you know, I've screwed up a couple of times, whatever. But hey, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm human. So I'm going to. I'm going to make a few mistakes and I think that's okay. And it also means, if sorry, if it means that I actually produce more content and get more value out to the world, then I think that's a, that's a fair compromise. I'd love to know your thoughts if you think differently. If you'd like my episodes to be absolutely polished and nailed and like really, really smooth and I think that I'd be more engaging, then let me know. And that, you know, I'd be really interested to hear your thoughts on this specific topic because it's something that I have adapted over the years, gone from that trying to produce like one perfect piece of content a week to say, look, how can we just get stuff out there? How can we share more, more ideas, more value with the world, hopefully help more people. And, and then the knock on effect is hopefully grow the business as a direct result of that help we offer people. So that's it for today is how we created or have created a content machine to get as maximum amount of reach of every piece of content I produce in the minimum amount of effort for both me and my team by using, utilizing some of the best apps, AI, and frameworks um, out there. And I believe that what we've created so far is pretty good, um, and I'm sure there's room for improvement, and I will come back to you when we make the next uh, leap forward in our content machine. All right, thanks very much, Deed. As always, please leave us a review, leave some stars. Five is always nice. Do share this with your friends and colleagues if you think it would be useful. And if you're on social media, do hit us up with a couple of comments in, in the chat and let us know what other topics you'd like me to cover. Or if you found this useful, ask me some questions about it, or just let me know what you do. Always interested to hear what other people are doing in the world of systems, outsourcing, and virtual assistance. All right, take care. Have a fantastic day. Bye.
Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one. And for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts, so please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions, and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day, and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success. Your Success.